Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Culture. Hello everyone and welcome to New Winter Cults and Culture and today we're going to be talking about Dark Souls 3. So from Softwares, Dark Souls 3 released 2016. It is... Um, the same kind of thing as Dark Souls 1 and 2, and I've done previous episodes on those uh, those games, if you want to go back and listen to it. But Dark Souls 3 um, is more of a direct sequel to Dark Souls 1. And it's very strange, because there's very little of Dark Souls 2 in Dark Souls 3, even though it's supposed to take place after Dark Souls 1 and 2, but there's loads of stuff from Dark Souls 1 in there that wasn't in Dark Souls 2. Do you understand? <laughs> um so yeah, very, very strange. And I was saying it's a bit like The Rise of Skywalker, which was felt like more of a sequel to Force Awakens rather than a sequel to Last Jedi. Um, so it's that kind of thing, uh, as in the second one has almost been kind of pushed to one side. And a lot of people didn't like the second one, so maybe there was an element of why they did that. But this is kind of the same story um, in sense of basically the fire is fading and you bells are rung and you have got up to, uh, you're the Ashen One, you've got up to basically relight the fire. Relight the fire. And <laughs> so you have basically are tasked to go firstly to take on, um, you wake up in a cemetery of ash. And that's the first, that's the first thing uh, that you do. And you start fighting some of these things and then you take on uh, your first boss, the Ludex Gunder. Um, and after you've done that, you make your way up to the Filing Shrine where there's a Firekeeper. And then this becomes your hub. This is where you level up. This is where you some characters come back to. You can talk to people. You sort your weapons out and whatever. This little area here. Now, it's a little bit different uh, this time around because... Uh, firstly, you've still got your Estus Flask. But you've got these like magic flasks as well. Um, and you can basically differ, you can push um, how many flasks you have one way or the other, I believe. You can, um, you don't have to, you can have half and half, 
you can have them all. Uh, elixirs, um, esters, sorry, which is what I had, which is health because I don't do magic, I do strength builds. And yeah, and it, it takes, instead of um, with the second one, for instance, there was the thing of like you kill an enemy about 10 times or whatever and it won't come back. So that's gone. So the, no matter how many times they die, the enemies will still be there. Um, what else is a bit different? Um, graphically, it's a lot better. So this was built for the, well, this gen, as in PS4, Xbox One days, um, rather than being uh, kind of like cross-platform, which is the same as the second one, and now the first one. Um, Story-wise, basically what's happened is, yeah, so the fame's, the fame's fading, you get up, and there have been lords of cinder that have come up that are supposed to rekindle the flame. Basically, they haven't bothered to do it, apart from one, who's this like little old guy who sits on this massive throne in the Firelink Shrine. He's like, oh, I was the only one. And the other ones um, are out there somewhere. So basically, you've kind of got to kill them all, relight this fire, and yeah, get the fire, um, uh, get you know back, keep the fire burning, whatever. The same as the previous two. Um, so yeah, you go on, you go on your merry way. Now, the only other things that I found were uh, different um, was that apparently there was no poise in this game. I found it that I still had some poise, and in and that means that basically. Um, you can, if you start hitting an enemy, he might get staggered. Um, or if you're doing an attack animation and an enemy hits you, it will stop your attack animation, which you don't want, really. Um, but I didn't really have a problem with it. So maybe it's been kind of patched since then. I know they did do something. Um, there's more of a multiplayer. It's more multiplayer friendly. So there becomes an element later on where you uh, can basically set it up so that you enter in a code and you can all fight together and whatever and all this stuff. Um, which is good. I went through the whole game. Um, you get these basically these embers that are kind of like humanity. Um, I hardly used them, and I was very rarely. I didn't get invaded basically. So all the bosses I did solo, which I know for some people that's like a a badge of honor. It's more that I'm just an idiot probably, and I just don't understand it. Um, well, I didn't understand it, but I was just like, I was doing that classic thing of like, I don't really want to use an ember, so I'm left with like a hundred of these embers. And it's like, I could have just used them and called someone to help and made it a bit easier, but I'm like, yeah, I'll just do it myself, I can't be bothered. So, that all still works. Um, and again, if you haven't played this game before, I'm sorry. Um, when you sit up on fires, which are like checkpoints, enemies get respawned, but your health gets replenished, your Estus flowers get replenished. You can warp between the bonfires, so you can go back level up, whatever, but like the previous souls, <clears throat> if you die, your souls remain there, and you have to go back without dying to that same place and pick them back up. Um, if you die on your way to pick them back up, or you die somewhere else, whatever, they're gone. Um, it feels like that's a big deal, and it is in the beginning. Long term, it's not really. So I used to get really annoyed that I'd lose like, I don't know, 4,000 souls. And then later on, I'd lose like 40,000 souls and be like, ugh, whatever. Um, so, yeah, it feels like it's a big deal, but it's not really. Um, and, yeah, you uh, level up different stats and you can they use different weapons and you can 
do it's an RPG, so you do whatever. You can add an element to them. You can go to, down the magic route. You can choose your class. All that stuff. All the same Dark Souls stuff. So <clears throat> yeah, it's it's good fun. It's, it feels the art direction's a lot better here. I feel like um, it feels very dark. It's still that dark fantasy, dark gothic. The problem is, and um, I've heard this from other podcasts and other reviews as well. It feels to be like there's a bit of like too much fan service and where people complain two wasn't really a sequel of one. This is like, okay, well, this is the sequel of one. And it's like, yeah, but you've kind of gone a bit too hard in that direction. Um, And I don't really want that. It's okay for it to be like a new experience. That wasn't my problem with Dark Souls 2. And to be honest, I have to say, I probably like Dark Souls 2 better than 3. For me, Dark Souls 2 was too long. But this one feels, yeah, it's a lot shorter. Um, well, it's like a, a more satisfying length, let's say. It doesn't feel overbearing. Um, I think artistically it's a lot better. I think it, it, you know, it looks good. Story-wise, I don't think it works as well. So there's a lot of NPCs in here, and I have absolutely no idea what I was supposed to do with them, where they were kept going, that some were dead, some weren't dead what the story was, didn't get it. So at least with the first one, I was kind of, you know, things were happening around me and, you know, I didn't, I feel like I had to have this, like, it was all kind of just happening whilst you were playing. With this, I felt like it was really asking me to go out of my way to do certain things that I didn't even understand and that annoyed me. So story-wise, it doesn't really quite live up to that at all. I didn't really, I didn't really um, feel any, uh, relationship with any of the NPCs or even with like relighting the fire it didn't you know rekindling the flame it didn't feel like a bigger as big a deal as the previous ones um but it was still good still liked it a lot so yeah you kind of you kind of go to Lothric which is the you know this new well new kingdom this is a very old kingdom because that's always it starts I was and everything's beyond disrepair um and yeah, it took me a while for, you know, you get used to the controls here and all this. Um, and this was quite cool. So this was kind of like the undead Berg of uh, the, the first game. Um, and yeah, you can kind of, there's some stronger enemies here. It feels like, um, it feels like a bit harder in difficulty maybe than the first one uh, in a good way. Um, and yeah, there's some tough bosses, which, you, you know, and so here's like a good place to just get your leveling up understand how you want to play and keep going in that direction um and then the boss of this is the vault of the boreal valley who's a pretty good boss again i've kind of gone through all the bosses so i won't go into too much detail about that um and then you go into the undead settlement i thought this place was really cool it's like a village where people live um there's people walking around there's little thing effigies on fire felt dirty mucky muddy disrepairs again um <clears throat> this is probably one of my favourite areas because I like the thing where it's like things feel lived in. These are the villages. Uh, so I thought that was quite cool. Um, you fight a big tree, the curse rotted great, uh, curse rotted great wood, um, and yeah, you kind of make your way onwards, um, and you go through this forest, which is the road of sacrifices. This sounds a little bit more like meh about the forest. I didn't really like the forest in the previous games as well, um, and here is where you fight like a crystal sage. Uh, some of the enemies are pretty tough. Um, there's a couple of really tough enemies in here. Um, but again, it was just like, yeah, it's a forest. <laughs> like, whatever. Um, Cathedral of the Deep. 
was a lot better. This felt like the more like the Nito kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, there was an element here where it felt quite majestic. It felt very gothic. Um, and I really, I really liked all that. I thought that was cool. Um, and that's where you fight uh, the Deacons of the Deep. Deacons of the Deep, um, it's a different kind of boss uh, where there's like loads of them. Basically, you have to fight the one with like a red glow. Um, and that gets progressively more harder. And it's one of those things where you've got to get in there quick and try not to get killed um, because it gets worse the longer you wait. That was a really cool um, uh, cool boss, I thought. Uh, the next one, the next area was the uh, Farron Keep. Again, this is a bit foresty. Um, and it was okay. It's an okay area. Feels like a little bit more jungly than foresty, actually, I suppose. Um, and yeah, this is where the Abyss Watchers were. They were a good boss. Um, but again, it's kind of that very open area. Everything kind of looks the same. I get a bit confused about where I'm going, what I'm doing. But, you know, whatever. It was all right. The Catacombs of Carthus. Uh, this again was like the catacombs the first area um, it felt very short a lot shorter than the other catacombs of other bits um, but the boss High Lord Walnir was pretty cool it's kind of massive skeleton crawling up from hell or whatever um, that was pretty sweet um, but yeah it didn't, again it didn't really uh, it didn't really do um, that much for me and that's the problem is again these areas I'm just comparing to the first game and the first game did it a lot better um, the smouldering lake again it was okay it was it was fine that was where the the old demon king was um, but yeah the ithril of the boreal valley uh, was probably my favourite one of my eh, was it my favourite it's definitely one of my favourite areas because it's actually like it took me a while but it's actually very short and you wind around you wind around yourself a lot um, and yeah, you there's like giants and there's these like priests, um, and then you kind of make your way into this like big cathedral place, but you've kind of got to go around the back a little bit to get there. Um, and all that stuff was really cool. And then you fight Pontiff Sullivan, who was a really tough boss, um, but a really good one. And yeah, that was nice. And it felt I liked the enemies; they were tough. It looked cool. It looked like this was like the middle classes or the upper classes or whatever of this society. And they lived here. And you've got these kind of like ghosts walking around as well. Um, all that was pretty sweet. Um, because you've also got like these little underground things that are in like the sewers and the dredges. Under it. Just all that stuff. It was just really cool. It felt like that was a really cool level. Um, and then from there, you go to Anorlando. Anorlando's back. And it, sitting in there. And, you know, if you remember from the first game, that was quite a big moment. Um, but it's now like all haggard basically and all the pl where you were before it's all like dark and horrible um, and then you go and fight uh, Pontiff not Pontiff Sullivan sorry you go and fight Aldrich the devourer of gods um, but basically where you fought um, Ornstein and Smo and he's tough he's basically swallowed um, uh, Gwendolyn um, by the looks of it and he was this that big slug thing um, and he's like really disgusting but now he's got all these like magic powers that was a really cool fight um, and yeah he was a good boss so that area was pretty cool but again it's like it's the first game it's the first it's the thing from the first game um, and you've got like the Ithril dungeon with those annoying people that like brand you and suck out your maximum maximum health 
Um, wasn't so, wasn't particularly so hot on that, but um, yeah, never mind. And then uh, you've got the profaned capital. This was kind of like an underground, feels like a gladiator arena or something like that. I don't know if it's supposed to be where Artorius was, but um, yeah, you go down and you fight Yorm the giant. That area and that boss wasn't so great. I thought that was going to be a bit of a bigger deal. You find a sword that's kind of, you know, sitting in the distance. And then when you use its weapon arts, that's a new thing as well. The weapon arts are good, but I didn't really use them that much. But you have to use it on this one. Um, it's like a Stormbreaker or something it's called, and it kind of kills him in like five shots or whatever. So that that was a bit of a meh um, area. Lothric Castle is good. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Um, it, it feels big, it feels tough. Um, I did a lot of grinding here, a lot of farming for souls um, to get me up because the um, you've got a soldier who's right next to a bonfire when you appear um, and he gives you like two and a half thousand souls or something, a pop, and I can usually do him in about two or three hits. Um, so I just keep running backwards and forwards and by that point I could get like 40,000 or whatever and be like, okay, clever up my strength a bit more now. Um, You've got the dancer of the... To get there, you have to go kind of back to um, the High Wall of Lothric or whatever and <clears throat> take on the dancer of the Boreal Valley. Really good boss, very majestic, very sad and melancholy, very lovely. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then basically once you get up there, um, you kind of make your way through, you find some shortcuts and it takes you to the Dragon Slayer armor, which is probably one of the ones I had um, the most problems with. Um, and that was really good. And there's these weird, like, dragon things that look like... But I don't know what they are. They're like these bent-over butterfly blood things, which are pretty cool. And, yeah, you take you take him on and kill him. So Aldrich is... A, and Yorm, Lords of Cinder, I should say. Pontiff Sullivan, is he a Lord of Cinder? I can't remember now. Um, some of these are Lords of Cinder. Some of them are just, like, bosses. Um, so... Yeah, another part of it, you can also, like, from Lothric Castle, go into the consumed king's garden, and this is the, supposed to be the, the king of Lothric, but what he's turned into is this 
weird talking dragon beast holding a invisible baby or whatever. Um, and that's Osiris, the consumed king. That garden bit is a bit shit, I'm going to be honest. I didn't really enjoy playing that because it's got these... As you walk around, there's some enemies who have um, these like spewing worms that come out of them. Um, a bit Resident Evil style. And they're really tough. And they whip around. Um, and that really annoyed me, especially being a melee build. So that area was horrible. The um, Consume King fight was pretty good. Um, and yeah, and also from there, you can go to the Untended Graves, which was like the Cemetery of Ash, where you uh, awoke. But now it's like super dark. And you make your way through to the Champion Gunder, who's a bigger version of the, um, essentially, the tutorial boss that you just had. And I found him really tough as well. Um, so I had to grind a little bit before I came back for him. But it's a good fight. And after that, you go to like the Dark Firelink Shrine and everything's really super dark. Um, and all that stuff is pretty cool. And the next area you go in is the, the Grand Archives, um, which is kind of where Seath and all this stuff was. And this is where it's quite tough. Um, you get these people with like candles melting on their heads, which is quite funny. Um, and yeah, the bus the bosses are a bit tougher here. And basically, you work your way all the way up, and you get to like a big cathedral bit. And it's there that you take on uh, Lorien, the elder prince, and Lothric, the younger prince. It's another boss battle. That's probably one of uh, my favourite boss battles of the um, game, um, in terms of the main game, anyway. Like without the DLC. And they're the, basically the last Lords of Cinder. So once you've got their souls, um, you can kind of come back and take on the boss. Um, there's an extra area you can go to, the Archdragon Peak, which is where you take on this big uh, dragon, which you have to basically go up all the way around and smash his head in. And also the Nameless King, which gave me the most trouble of any Dark Souls boss ever. Um, but you do all that by having to pray as a, in a certain place. You have to find um, a emote or whatever it's called, Use that prey stance at a certain place um, in the Ithril dungeon or near there. And then you get transported to the Archdragon Peak, which is where you take all these guys on. Um, in terms of an area, it's okay. It's very big blue skies. Um, it, it doesn't feel as detailed. You get some good loot there if you want it. Um, but mainly you're just there to take on the dragon and the Nameless King. Uh, it's quite a small place. Um and then, yeah, so once you've done all that, you get to the kiln of the first flame and you take on the soul of Cinder, which is the boss. And he's supposed to be like the amalgamation of all the boss, uh, all the souls and lords of Cinder, whatever, before this. Um, which is quite interesting. I really liked it as a story concept and it came in one of my best uh, bosses of all time. So a lot of people had a problem with it because they didn't feel any like narrative connection to it. But I liked the idea that you're now facing against your own demons and like your previous incarnations of yourself, essentially. Um, and I like, I thought it was an interesting idea rather than giving it an actual character, but I kind of understand why people would have a problem with it. And that's what I mean with this one, is it feels like the, the story's just not as good, um, but I'd kind of accepted it by this point, was just enjoying playing the game, which is why Soul of Cinder as a, as a gameplay boss I actually quite liked, because it was changing up all the time, and it felt like it was challenging me. So it's cool. So from that, you can have different endings. You can, um, if you want, you can light the fire again. And this time, instead of it being like a blaze, like the first game, um, it's this very small fire that kind of creeps up your arm and you sit there, it's very sad. So I think the idea is that even though they keep rekindling the flame, it's getting weaker, you know, with each passing passing time, um, which I thought was interesting. And yeah, you can get one where... 
Um, you give the firekeeper her eyes if you found them in the in the dark filing shrine, and then she'll basically like not light the fire or whatever, or take the flame and extinguish it or whatever. And then it's just darkness, which is pretty cool. Um, or during that moment, you can then, as she's taking the fire or whatever, you can kill her, and then you became you become. Um, the new lord of whatever a god basically um, so there's these different endings that you can have and they're, they're pretty cool um, I just rekindled the flame because that's what I thought I was supposed to do um, and I hadn't really looked into any of the story stuff um, and also there's a thing with New Game Plus I don't think it adds that much so whereas with 2 it added new story elements and things like that it doesn't I don't think it does it in this one I might be mistaken um, but yeah it doesn't feel like it does Um and then on top of this, you had the DLC. So you had the two DLCs, which were uh, the Ashes of Ariandor, which is where you go into a painting. And I thought this area was pretty cool. I didn't like how it began with all the snow stuff. I thought that was really annoying. But when you get to like the village and all this, and you work your way up, um, and you find Freya, and then you find this, yeah, they find the village, and you've got to go down and turn this handle and go back up to the church, whatever, and all this stuff, you find this little girl painting. All that stuff I thought was quite interesting and I quite liked. Um, I just really didn't like that snow stuff. It just felt like, because there's these big, huge soldiers, and I was like, am I really supposed to take all these guys on in, like, one run? Um, so I tried to do it a couple of times, and after I was just like, fuck this, basically, I was just sprinting past them to get it done. And I hate having to do that in Dark Souls because it really shows that, you know, I was kind of, well, I've got everything. Like, I've kind of gone everywhere. Um, I'm not really supposed to, you know, sure what I'm supposed to do. So I'm just going to run through these guys and see what happens next. Um, and I am to do it in Dark Souls, but sometimes it is a necessity, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, and then you've got the boss, which is the uh, sister Freya and uh, the big fire guy. <laughs> um, and that was really cool. That made one of my top bosses. And I thought it was pretty sweet. Very tough. And it's got three stages, um, each of which is tough. So yeah, to get through that was cool. Um, and then yeah you've got the other DLC which is the Ringed City and this is supposed to be like a long time in the future I think um, not not really quite sure and this was pretty cool I quite liked it um, I thought the setting wise was cool I liked the Ringed Knights or whatever they were called the enemies yeah were just that little bit pretty sweet you've got that cool moment with all the archers um, there's like a summoner and he summons all these archers and they kill you in like one shot and it's, you can go on YouTube and check that out because it's quite funny. Like ghost archers, whatever, Google that. Um, and yeah, there's a guy summoning them basically and you have to kind of walk, make your way around and kill him. But he comes back. So like if you die or whatever just afterwards and you have to go back to that bonfire, you have to do all that again. <laughs> He's not like a mini boss or anything like that. Um, it's quite annoying. And yeah, once you get down um, into the Ring City, there's like a bit of a swamp and then you can take on um, another boss, a dragon, um, which I did, I fought him on a bridge and then he went down and I went to follow him down. I tried him a few times. I got him to like 10% or whatever, slithered himself. And I died and I was just like, it's not worth it. Like, it's such a waste of time. But um, when you get towards um, the end, uh, the end of that DLC... Um, you basically get transported to another place and you take on this guy called Slave Knight Gale. And that was a really cool boss fight. And it felt it's like in the middle of a desert, I want to say, like a dust storm and all this. Um, middle of nowhere, basically, the future. Mm, I don't know. And uh, you take him on, and that was a really good fight. Um, so, yeah, so that's basically Dark Souls 3 in a nutshell. 
overall, I thought I didn't understand the story at all. So even like going back and reading law stuff and trying to understand it, as much as I know, it's like all these different lords of Cinder have basically yeah, shirked their duty. You've got to go kill them and get the souls back. Cool. That was kind of similar to the first one, right? The problem is, is with this one, is that um, it's there's no, I don't feel like there's much context for anything. And also, yeah, as I said, like the NPC-wise, it doesn't do anything for me. It's like I don't really know what's happening. Level of detail is great. Some of the settings, as I said, like the um, Undead Settlement or whatever is brilliant. Really loved it. Um, and the enemies are cool as well, I thought. Sometimes they ratchet up the difficulty a bit too much in non-interesting ways. Um, some of the bosses were really tough ancient wyvern or whatever um and yeah nameless king uh was tough um but it was tough in a way that it was like i just had to change stuff around and experiment a bit more on trial and error and i got it um so like with everything with dark souls people find some things difficult some things not depending on their play style and how they've built their character that's all part of being an rpg right um if you haven't played any of the dark souls series you can jump into this one uh, you could jump into any of them, really, if you wanted to. Um, this might... I would say get Dark Souls Remastered if you if you want, but um, this uh, is fine to jump into. They're all fine to jump into. It follows the same mechanics. Um, and, yeah, I didn't get invaded, so the invasions were a lot less. It happened all the time in 2. Um, and, yeah, but with this one, yeah, it didn't. And I didn't really summon anyone. Maybe I should have. Um... So yeah, I had lots of embers. I had that's the thing is I hoard all these items. I never use them on any of the bosses, so it's pointless. Um, but yeah, it was a really really good ride. So uh, the music was great. Um, it's uh, Miyazaki was kind of working on this at the same time as Bloodborne, I believe. And you kind of see the similarities. It feels a bit more action driven. It feels faster, um, and I think that kind of helps. And yeah, if you um, I saw recently they've released Witcher Three with Dark Souls Three. And that's a good combo of stuff to get. Very different games, but very very much and uh, very similar in, in its own way as well. Um, but yeah, everything about it, very Dark Souls, very cool. Really enjoyed, really, really enjoyed playing it. Um, and But I just, for me, the original Dark Souls, and it's cheesy to say this because it's the first one I did and everyone's first one seems to be their favourite, but the original Dark Souls is, for me, still the better game. If I went back now and played the original Dark Souls... I might feel differently about it, but I still feel it was a lot more focused. And also it felt more original. And that's the problem with 3, is that this is like when you're just riffing off stuff from 1. Um, anyway, I'll be interested to hear what everyone else uh, says about it. Um, and again, there's an episode talking about Dark Souls bosses. So look into that, and I'll go into a bit more detail with all of those. Um, and I want to know what you guys thought and how you feel it compares to the trilogy. I'm playing Bloodborne at the moment. I'm probably about just over a third of the way through, I'd say, by the, by the seems of it. Um, and yeah, just let me know. Uh, newwinterpodcast at gmail.com. Twitter and Newwinter, Instagram and Newwinter. And yeah, thanks for listening. See ya. Culture. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.